Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Yes Ma'am. Today, I wanted to tell you what it takes to be a boss-ass bitch like myself. (laughs) Being an entrepreneur is not for the weak, I'll tell you that. Number one, you have to have a goal. Number two, what is it going to take to get to that goal? If money is a big factor, save what you can. Hustle every fucking day and invest back into yourself. Remember, if there is no risk, there is no reward. For example, when I started doing makeup, I invested in my first set of makeup brushes, which I did research on each brush to know how to use and spent over $200, which was a big investment for me at the time, not really knowing how it would take off. If you are not doing something every day to reach your goal, how do you expect to get there? One thing to expect is to never stop learning. I started my business when I was 18 years old, which is insane because since then, I've been building my reputation and clientele. This shit does not happen overnight. It takes hard work, time, and consistency. I worked two jobs for years to live the comfortable life that I live now, and I take pride in that. I also take a lot of pride in that I'm debt-free. I and I solely myself have put myself where I am today. I didn't get any handouts. I didn't get any loans, etc., I've been saving my whole adult life to build my dream spa. Can I get a loan? Sure. Do I plan to pay it all out of pocket? Absolutely. Because I can and I am self-made. I believe in myself. I obviously wouldn't have been able to get here without my clients. I've had some ride or die clients since 2013. Been in the business for almost 10 years serving people. I've always been a leader. I lead conversations. I ask questions. I'm a conversationalist. I've become quite good at reading people's body language. I compliment and uplift people who show with purely body language of their insecurities. My goal is to make people feel good about themselves. It's one of the most rewarding feelings. I love that I can boost someone's confidence in such a way. I've always been good at managing money. Gotta thank my parents for that. Ever since I've had a job, I've paid bills. So when I lived with my parents, they made me give them money each month regardless of what I made. Mind you, my first job was at Champs selling shoes, so I did not make a lot of money. And I feel like I didn't really begin splurging on things up until this last year, to be honest. I also have to reward myself here and there. So whether that be getting my nails done, pedicures, buying clothes, doing my hair, I'll do it because I deserve it. Also, doing those things are very basic and just like self-care. I don't buy designer clothes or outrageous things I really don't feel the need and frankly like those things have never impressed me now if you see me rocking designer later on in life just know I've reached that point of financial freedom that I can do that everything I buy is an investment I take care of myself to take care of my clients I sought therapy to take care of myself to be able to run a business if a purchase doesn't have purpose what is the point And you guys know I don't mean, well, this Chanel bag makes me really happy, so it's an investment. Bitch, no, it ain't. (laughs) If that Chanel bag is not a prop in your establishment to seek attention or clients, then no, it's not an investment. And not to brag, I do feel like I am naturally good at anything I do, (laughs) and especially beauty related, because I enjoy it. I'm a quick learner, so I want to be good at what I enjoy. I used to literally take notes watching makeup tutorials on YouTube. And I'm also a perfectionist. That's probably the Virgo in me and my mom's influence. So if you are in need of some encouragement, if there's a will, there's a way. You have to be passionate, not some halfway hobby. 
and make a plan, short-term goals and long-term goals. Write it down and start working towards it every day. Manifest it, you will get there. I've definitely manifested partly of where I'm at today. And I say partly because at this point, I thought I'd be married. I haven't quite made it public knowledge just as I was going through it. And I feel like I can't speak on things as I'm still processing. Well, I processed. (laughs) And I'm a single, almost 28-year-old woman. My apartment lease is up this month. And I've definitely been in my feelings lately. It's a bittersweet feeling. Moving into this apartment, I had the intention of growing and learning with my partner. And some people may disagree with me, but sometimes love just isn't enough. And I say this because when people show you who they are and how they love, it's up to you to decide whether you want to accept that into your life. It's not to change who they are or to try to teach them how to love you. Love shouldn't be hard. If you communicate your needs to that person and that person is still not meeting that, you should never have to ask or keep asking. That part of love is not hard. I debated whether to put this on my podcast just as I'm really private and I'm not looking for people's advice or opinions. And just as I I almost feel embarrassed because this was like a failure, like I failed at this. But I know I shouldn't because it's a part of life. And I've learned so much about myself through this process. And I'm so grateful for it. The part that sucks is that the person I thought I would spend the rest of my life with is now just a stranger in my future. I almost feel like breakups are worse than someone dying. Like someone dying, it's like, okay, you have no other choice. This person isn't in your life anymore. Deal with it. But with breakups, it's like when you're in love, like making the conscious choice to keep someone out, I feel like it's so much harder because I have the option, because I have the choice. But my mental health is more important than trying to make it work with someone who didn't value me the way I needed. You have to mourn the loss of that person, that relationship with them. With them still being present on this earth when you once thought you could never live without them. It's obviously still really hard for me as I've never connected with someone like that. But I know there's someone out there that can check off all those boxes. And it will be easy. I feel like us women have a good intuition. And I, if something doesn't feel right, it likely isn't. You shouldn't have to force anything or anyone. I've only been in love twice. And after my first breakup with my first boyfriend, I knew I wanted to handle this time around differently. I didn't want to numb myself or drown myself in alcohol. Like I have too much going on for myself to let this get in the way of what I want. And I am talking about it a lot more with the people closest to me because in a way it brings me back to reality and forces me to accept it. And I will say with time, it has gotten easier. It's no longer the last thing I think about before bed. And it's no longer the first thing I think about when I wake up. I'm taking the time to focus on myself and do things I enjoy. It's funny because I've had a few guys since try to take me out on dates. And the old me went and thought twice. Like, oh, sure, free meal. (laughs) Which, y'all can't lie, we've all done it. 
but I value my time and energy so much more. It's not worth it for me. I don't even like you. I'm not looking for that male attention. It's not worth wasting my time making fake conversation to get through a meal and then like the internal struggle trying to cut them off or ghost them afterwards. Like how shitty is that to do that to someone anyway? (laughs) Men have feelings too more than they let on usually, which is also something I've learned from this experience. The way we speak to people has so much power. That's why I say it's so important to be kind. You don't know what people are going through. A lot of people have so much trouble trying to express themselves that they end up just not saying anything. I've never been shy to say or ask anything. So ask your loved ones questions. Get them talking. I recently hung out with my brother. We went to the gym and had like a little lunch date afterwards, which we haven't done in such a long time. And it made me realize like, damn, if anything, I'm his closest sibling, yet we haven't had a real conversation or bonded in any way. He's also very private, more I feel like with being the youngest sibling and only having sisters. He often feels like the odd man out. Us being the closest in age, I feel like it's my duty as his big sister to come to him and ask him how he's doing. He doesn't have a best friend. He doesn't have that someone he can just tell everything to. He doesn't know what it's like to have that person. And I feel guilty I haven't really been there for him in that way. But he also doesn't really know how to accept having someone there. It made me a little sad for him because we need people. Going through this experience has definitely made me realize that. I was so hyper-independent. I never wanted to pour my problems onto anyone. I didn't want to feel like a burden. I was also a little embarrassed. I'm not sure why. Like needing someone. I was like, oh no, I don't need nobody. But truth is, we all do. Accept the help. Ask for help. I hope you guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you next Monday.